Good morning. Emily Reese here, and I've got Corky Siegel on the line. Good morning, Corky. Good morning, Emily. Now, you're going to come to the cities and play a few shows for us at Crooners, right? I'm on my way. <laughs> Excellent. Well, who are you going to play with, Corky? Well, Randy Sabine, uh, the jazz violinist, just amazing jazz violinist. Actually, a lot of swing in, in his style. Nice. That's fantastic. So just a duo show between the two of you. Yeah, it, it's really fun doing duos. I, uh, it, it, it opens a lot of spontaneity, a lot of surprises, and uh, it's just pretty wild. Now, Corky, will you be playing harmonica, or will you dabble on piano at all? Well, mostly piano, a lot of harmonica, and Randy plays piano and violin, so we switch it around and nice. uh, keep it uh, full of surprise. Yeah. Now, do you have a set list, or do you just kind of call tunes when you're up on the stage? I'm always the guy with the set list, and <laughs> boy, okay. and I have to. No matter what happens, I have to stick to that set list. But, but <laughs> once the set list is there, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Does that just help you keep focused on the music then, if you know what's coming up? You know that is exactly right. I cannot spend any time. My mind doesn't have any room for thinking about well, what should we play next? Yeah. So I make sure I take that the care of that and and there's like i say there's so much spontaneity in it that um it, 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 it's sort of secondary so sure you know. sure but the set list itself is a is a composition well of course i mean you got to think about what tunes lead to what tunes right i mean and that yeah and then when you're picking your your songs it's like choosing between your children <laughs> That's very true. How do you narrow that, that down? The, the worst trick the universe played on, on the performing artist is the set list. <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> now, when you started playing music, were you, what were you drawn to? Were you drawn to the keyboard first, or was it harmonica that caught your ear? Well, I had a, we had a piano in the house okay. because uh, my parents wanted us to take lessons. And so I started on the piano. And then picked up the harmonica when I was about 19 or 20, mm. 20. And then, boom, just walked out of the door with, with my buddy Jim Schwall, and all of a sudden we're playing at a major blues club, and we didn't even realize it. Wow. Uh, blues, of course, a big part of your life. Also, combining blues in uh, with classical music, a, a term called third stream in the jazz community. And I'd mm -hmm. love to hear your thoughts on on that, bringing those two worlds together, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, so, actually, there's something a little different about uh, this third stream. I, I think we may not even want to call it third stream. I'm not sure. I'd have to get in deeper into the definition. But what, what this is, is a compositional juxtaposition of blues and classical. It's not a blend. It's not a fusion. Blues and classical remain side by side, okay. complementing each other. So when you hear a piece of chamber blues or symphonic, uh, uh, let's say chamber blues, a number of the pieces you'll be able to hear blues and classical working together but not blending. Interesting. And in fact, I have one piece on the Different Voices album. It's the first, first track on the album. It's with Ernie Watts, the mm. jazz saxophone player. Yeah who's a real good friend of mine. And, and he, uh, so when you hear that piece, you hear blues very distinctively, jazz very distinctively, and classical very distinctively. Not just the sound of the instruments, but actually 
what they're playing. It's a collaboration with the three genres mm-hmm. side by side. You could hear them chasing each other around the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what, it, it works. What do you enjoy about that juxtaposition rather than a blend? Well, um, I, it's incredibly unique incredibly surprising and because it be it's so unique and fresh and surprising it just ma- makes the music even more effective sure because you're just you're 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 somewhere you've never been before mm-hmm. yeah yeah no kidding i i you know of course we hear uh, fusion i mean fusion in a broader sense not just in in terms of the era from the 70s and such but uh but it's it's interesting it would be interesting to hear them side by side rather than fused as it were for sure and and that's what audiences say when they when they come in they're like wow i didn't know that was possible and and the 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 secret is it is possible in (laughs) fact it works You, you could just throw two things together and it works Hmm. it's quite amazing composers are always looking for a, a way of coming up with something different, something unique. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest challenge. Yeah. Well, for me, it's not a challenge at all. I just put the two together, and it's unique. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, Corky, will we get a taste of any of that when you're here? I, I didn't mean to get off track there, but uh, but uh, will we hear some of that while you're here with uh, Randy? Well, actually, Probably not. Right. It's <laughs> kind of what I thought. I didn't mean to throw the wrench in the works there, but <laughs> no, it's it's not a wrench at all because it's still who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still conceptually the the attitude and the perce- perspective about music mm-hmm. that brought, that un- enabled me to do something like chamber blues when everyone was telling me not to do it. wow wow you know and it's just amazing you know you know we come up with a great form of music and after we start getting used to it for after you know 20 years we start creating a lot of rules for that form of music and what the rules do is completely suppress the joy (laughs) yeah so we we throw that out the window there's no rules there's never been rules with me love that now corky how did you uh befriend randy sabine how did you two start playing together well let's see i met him when he was uh, doing a tour with a folk singer named jim post okay and you know we became friends right away he's really a a great guy and then when i was doing my chamber blues shows uh he was one of our guest artists Nice. Uh, that that you know we created a, a a show for Chamber Blues and Randy, and then we just started doing solo shows together and had so much fun, like so much constant, intense fun. Hmm. And I use the surprise again, and uh, that we just had to keep doing it. We we love working together. Love it. Well, Corky Siegel, you've got shows coming up Friday and Saturday, I believe, at Crooner's Lounge, or rather, Crooner's Supper Club. And uh, what a pleasure it's been to speak with you. Any final thoughts before we have to say goodbye? Well, I just want to make sure everyone knows the early shows, the the Friday shows at 7, okay. and the Saturday shows at 6. So, oh, so the old people like me, because I'm, I'm seventy, I'm seventy six now. The old people like me, they're going to want to get home early, you know. <laughs> and the morning show hosts too. Yeah, and we're doing uh, you know some really uh, interesting versions of Christmas songs. Oh, great! Uh, you know, I do I do White Christmas and the Christmas song and and Rudolph and as an example, White Christmas ends. May all your Christmases 
be filled with every color of the rainbow. <laughs> Love that. Well, Corky Siegel, what a pleasure to speak with you today and looking forward to the shows on Friday and Saturday at Crooner's Supper Club. Thanks so much for calling in, Corky. Thanks so much, Emily.